saw this tweet that I'm about to read, and uh, I thought it was such a good tweet that it made me write a little piece on money, which is uh, the root of all evil and also one of the greatest technologies to help society flourish. What a paradox. All right, so the tweet reads, and it's by at old books guy. He's worth the follow. Ayn Rand on what money can't do. Money will not buy intelligence for the fool or admiration for the coward or respect for the incompetent. Money is a tool to realize your values and achieve your purpose. It will never tell you what to value or which purpose to seek. This piece is titled The Evolution of Money from Inconvenient Barter to Bitcoin's Digital Freedom. Money is often called the root of all evil. However, it is also the technology that enabled the flourishing of human civilization. Modern money solved immense inefficiencies in ancient exchange systems, bring people to specialize, trade, and progress. As we enter a new monetary era, it helps to examine the origins of money and why it was such a breakthrough innovation. In pre-monetary societies, exchange was limited to primitive barter systems. Two parties had to each possess something the other desired for a transaction to occur. This double coincidence of once was rare and made trade frustratingly limited. Imagine a farmer wanting to exchange potatoes for wheat. He had to find another farmer who wanted potatoes and who had wheat to spare. What if the potential barter partner already had a pile of potatoes but desperately needed milk? No luck! Under barter, goods had to directly coincide. Searching for these coincidental matches required immense time and energy. People spent more hours scouring the village for barter partners than actually working and producing goods. Even if two compatible producers were found, dividing and storing bartered goods was near impossible. Over time, perishable assets like potatoes would rot away, making delayed exchanges impractical. Modern money solves these limitations by acting as a universally accepted intermediary. Instead of bartering potatoes for wheat, the potato farmer can sell his goods for coins. He then uses these coins to purchase wheat from any seller, even if they have no use for potatoes. Money becomes the intermediate asset that connects the two parties. This enables a fluid and efficient trade economy. Producers can devote time to perfecting their craft rather than chasing ideal barter deals. Storing and transporting valuable and durable coins is far easier than hauling around sacks of deteriorating potatoes. Splitting payments is as simple as dividing coin piles, unlike attempting neat splits of grain bushels or livestock. Money also allows greater specialization. As the coincidence limitation disappears, skilled crafters can spend years honing their trade and exchanging their resulting goods for money without worrying whether each buyer has something they personally need. This specialization of labor is a key driver of technological and societal advancement. While early physical forms of money like gold coins were a catalyst for human development, today's fiat currencies reveal serious flaws. Since abandoning the gold standard in 1971, governments have monopolized money issuance and pumped massive sums of new fiat dollars into circulation. This hidden taxation through inflation has led to ballooning inequality and distortions in market signals. In a just monetary system, money should represent real economic value rather than manipulation by central planners. Bitcoin's provably scarce design harkens back to the ideal qualities that made gold a sound form of money for centuries. Bitcoin supply is sourced through a competitive open mining process. Miners expand real-world energy to verify transactions and mint new digital coins. This proof-of-work model closely mimics the process of mining precious metals, except it monetizes stranded energy across the globe rather than expanding energy consumption solely to extract gold. 
The Bitcoin protocol mathematically ensures that new supply enters the market at a fixed predictable rate that cannot be altered. This prevents sudden supply shocks that distort economic signals under fiat money regimes. Moreover, Bitcoin supply is truly finite, capped at 21 million coins. This essential digital scarcity gives Bitcoin intrinsic value independent of government decree. Gold provides scarcity, but has limitations like storage and transport that don't apply to digital assets. In addition, Bitcoin enables instant global peer-to-peer -peer transactions and micropayments at a scale not possible with physical coins. The Lightning Network allows fast, cheap Bitcoin transfer transfers and scaling. Both Bitcoin and precious metals like gold serve as bare assets whose value is derived from the free market rather than by decree. However, Bitcoin's fixed supply and digital nature makes it the most verifiably scarce monetary asset ever created. In a world of government currency manipulation, Bitcoin's scarcity provides a foundation for an honest, ethical, and globally accessible monetary system. Far from evil, honest money like Bitcoin could be the next breakthrough that propels humanity into a future of greater equality, productivity, and individual sovereignty. The internet enabled the exponential spread of information. Bitcoin may do the same for exchange and money. Anthropologists still debate the exact origins of early physical money, but its advantages over simple barter systems are undeniable. As we enter a new paradigm of digital currency, society must remember the core purpose of money, facilitating fair, ethical, efficient exchange between people. By choosing sound monetary technologies, we bring that vision a step closer. The coincidences that create shared prosperity emerge from small sparks of innovation. And that's why I think it's so important that we don't just accept what money is, but deeply think about it, constantly ask that question, and we teach the younger generations about it. So if you were wondering what all those noises were in the background, it's because I'm here with my daughter trying to teach her about the importance of money. Yep. And I, I know you agree that it's wrong that governments print tons of fiat currency and, you know, tax us twice via, well, I guess I should more than twice, you know, sales tax, income tax, property tax plenty of other taxes, inheritance tax, and then via the hidden tax of inflation, which is just wrong. So I'm grateful that we have a free market that will ultimately decide on the best form of money, which was gold in the past, and which I truly believe will be Bitcoin in the future. Hope you guys enjoyed the read. Uh, if you got value from this, appreciate, you know, if you return the value via like, subscribe, or comment, or if you're a Bitcoiner, maybe send me a few sats via Lightning. My website, benmucker.com, or uh, my personal website, connorshepman.com. And uh, remember, start teaching them about Bitcoin when they're young. The world needs more Bitcoiners in it, right, little lady?